Let's get popping right now. From New York City, this is Pop Goes the Culture. Pop Goes the Culture. With KJ and Lauren G. KJ and Lauren G. Life, money, travel, red carpets, and culinary artistry. It's kind of like a bag of pop rocks for your soul. Pop Goes the Culture. Pop Goes the Culture. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to our inaugural episode of Pop Goes the Culture. This week, we're going to be just talking pop culture breakdown. What in the world is the role of the January 6th insurrection playing on destabilizing the Republican establishment? Because it is February, we also want to celebrate love, love, love. It's all about love. Are you loving yourself? Are you loving on someone else? What the heck are you doing to get by these days while we're in the midst of an international pandemic? Let's also talk lockdown love and the arts. Filmmaker Emeka, by the way, is pushing out his film available on Amazon Prime this Friday about this chick who goes ballistic after her boyfriend broke up with her just as COVID hit. Also, what's going on with COVID news? What are the vaccination rates currently? Any updates that we can look forward to? And what's happening with climate change? How is it affecting you? What's up with these crazy winter storms if you're on the East Coast? Are you feeling any of that? How can we get away and when can we get away to our sunspot destination? Congress craziness, love, African History Month, and so much more coming up on this episode of Pop Goes the Culture. Coming on the air to bring you essential news. Hey! Uh, everyone gather around, we got some great news. Pop Goes the News. Pop Goes the News. Your news segment starts now. So news media is super rife right now with all the trauma that people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has suffered at the hands of these insurrectionists. And hearing it was pretty traumatic for me. I don't know if you know what it's like to feel like you've been hunted. You know, living in New York City, I know you go through a lot, right, with people who want things. Mm-hmm. And how were you feeling listening to AOC kind of recount how she had to hide in Katie Porter's office? Oh, it's just mixed a mixed bag of emotions, you know? I mean, so grateful for her voice. Um, in this time right now, she has definitely had to have a very thick skin. Yeah. We just have to realize that, you know, it's a woman's world. It's definitely, and just stay strong. And so very grateful to her right now. Yeah, me too. I feel like my inner feminism, which was always there, and by the way, men can be feminists too, not just because you're a woman, right. that you believe in women's rights. But a lot of the haters came for her. It, it was a lot of misogyny directed at her. She is the most threatened person right now. And really what upsets me is what is it that she's doing that's so evil to people who dislike her? 
what is the problem with giving somebody some help or an advantage to better their lives? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't personally find anything wrong with that. I'm offended by people who think that it's just giving somebody a handout. How many people have gotten help in their lives? I have, right? And I've used it to catapult from there. So for me, it's 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 really upsetting. And even my parents, you know, they're like, prior to her just saying what she'd went through and seeing her become emotional in some of her interviews, had always thought that she was a bit brash and a bit loud. And I'm like, same, well, who else is going to say these things? Right, yeah. right. You know, and, and they're old school. We have to respect that. You know, I respect everyone's opinion. But I feel like for the Republicans in Congress, they're threatened by her. They're not used to it. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're old and set in their ways. And they're not used to being challenged. That's by women. Reason. Yeah, by, by women, by, especially not by women of color, for sure. And younger women of color. That's like right. a triple whammy <laughs> for them. You know, they're old men. They're all old, white, rich men. Yeah. Um, for the most part. So. Yeah. And and for them, I mean, shame on them. Shame on you for disrespecting people this way and dehumanizing people in this way. Sometimes I'm in my LinkedIn groups and I see something so abhorrent and I just have to call it out for what it is. <laughs> I and I tell them, about you, Diva. oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. you know how no, I am. No. And I tell them, I go, you can speak when you are a single mother feeding a child and don't know right. if you can pay your rent, but don't speak from your position of privilege. Okay. Until you know what this feels like, no comment from you. Right. Well, bless AOC. That's all I have to say. God bless Thank you, her. girl. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, continue. And we got your back. That's all. That's all we have exactly. to say. Mm-hmm. And what they should know is that the squad is all of us. Okay. Right. Because we are no longer going to tolerate the disrespect and the abuse, frankly, that we've suffered the last four years. We've been in a relationship with an abuser and now is our time, baby. Amen. So how are you feeling about climate change? Is that affecting you at all? Like forever? (laughs) I was like, where is my snow? (laughs) You know? Oh my God. I'm in a a winter wonderland. Oh, well, yeah. So you're used to it. I'm originally from Texas. So we didn't have anything like this. South Texas, you know, um, for that matter. So we, we had, you know, sunny, sunny, uh, well, scorchingly hot summers and sunny, cool, if not warm winters. That's just how we were raised. It was awesome. We had South Padre Island right there. We'd go to the islands. If we got to wear a sweatshirt, it would be a big deal. Yeah. Um, but things are changing. And my mom's like, oh, uh, it's really cold. It's like 30 degrees, which is like unheard of for Brown, right. Texas. Yeah. But it, yeah, climate change is real. Anyone that says otherwise, real. they're in denial or just not wanting to deal with reality. I find a lot of people in denial, like these, um, the, the Q people, you know, in denial mm-hmm. while Brian mm-hmm. Sicknick lies in the state capitol. You know, oh, bless his heart. Ashes, I know. You know, and I find that there's a mental resilience that has to come with 
the situation that we're in. And a lot of people are not mentally strong enough to handle the cold, hard, brutal facts, which they are, you know, and that's always hard. But climate change is certainly among them. I mean, most people who are running out of their countries are ravaged by either drought or flooding. I mean, what will happen if we don't do something today in 10 years? Just can't imagine. We have to give them companies a little bit of credit, you know, for trying to start the trend. Yeah. You know, GM is one of them. GM is like halting, you know, the production of all gas powered vehicles, like by 2035. Now we're thinking is 2035, like soon enough, yeah. <laughs> like, is, is that going to help? But I know at least it's a step in the right direction. So companies like this, they have to start stepping up to the plate and informing the public that this is real. Something's got to be done. Absolutely. I think I saw even Porsche had released it. it they just released their electric vehicle, which good on mm -hmm. you, Porsche, and I'll still drive it, you know? <laughs> so all good on that front. Also, we've been hearing that Jeff Bezos had to step down. He said essentially that he has enough money to live a million lifetimes ultra wealthy. Can you imagine mm -hmm. having that much wealth? And just, just to, to be in the power to actually make a statement like that is it's a little nauseating to me if you think about it. It's like, come yeah. on, you know, we already know that you have more money than God. You know, but if he wants to contribute to my fund, I'm not mad at that, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me give you my cash app. Right. You know? Yeah. Give you Here's my, my cash tag. Venmo. Yeah. My Venmo. <laughs> yeah. So what's happening with COVID recording. news? Where, where are we now? I think 28 million oh. doses have been issued in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And 7.8 of the population's vaccinated. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a small step. You know, I guess about 1.3 million shots are being administered a day. So small steps, baby steps. I did read uh, this morning that the vaccine is rolling out at a faster pace than even a week ago. So let's just hope that that keeps on ramping up. And yeah. the good news, if, if, we, if there is a positive note, is that the curve is going Less down. Less hospitalizations. At a, at, a, at a very steady decrease, it's going down. Less hospitalizations, less deaths. So, you know, yeah. it's one thing to, 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 to be, you know, grateful for. Yeah. And, you know, a member of my family has re is receiving their second shot next week. Beautiful. Any side effects? Yeah. Yes, there are side effects. My sister's a doctor mm -hmm. and she received her second dose yesterday. And uh, the first one, not so bad, you know, just like very sore arm. Um, mm -hmm. But the second dose did affect her with the chills, a bit of fe fever, but a little Tylenol and that, that really did do the trick for her. So she's just resting, resting. and Fantastic yeah. news. A little mm -hmm. bit of hope one small step for humanity, you know, with oh, yes. these vaccines, God help us with these scientists. They save our lives they every sure time. And yet they take yep. so much flack from non-believers and crazies who come for them. So, well, I mean, now we have an administration that honors them, that listens, that respects um, so grateful. the science. 
so I, I feel like it's going to be a turn for the better now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to, we just need to keep the, with the masks and keep with the social distancing. That's it's right. This, you know, in a couple of days, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Let's do it right, people. Let's not have like <laughs> bang out parties at our houses or go right. to crowded bars and, and soon come. Stay, soon stay the come. course. Soon come. Soon come, as yeah. we say. No mm-hmm. doubt. Well, I'm excited for what's to come. And I know that there are beautiful things ahead for us on the horizon. I'm your host, KJ, and we've got Lauren G. Thank you for oh, my pleasure getting it done for us today. Always, always enjoying you. Yeah. Well, let's talk sunspot destinations soon. I feel that there's a sandy beach somewhere on the horizon. Uh-huh. I know that. <laughs> You know, I know that the Caribbean is like, we are not a dumping ground for first world problems, honey, because they didn't get hit nearly as hard as we did in North America and in America and even Europe. But, uh, you know, let's politic about where we can record from one time, maybe Barbados. I I feel a Barbados trip in the near future. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds so good. All right. Well, next up, we're going to be discussing film, trash, music, and love. Coming up next on Pop Goes the Culture. Hi, I'm C. Mac, And at 41, Peels got me done. And let me introduce you to my preferred snack. It's two times the protein, three times the fiber. Mm. Nothing artificial. Peels. I'll give you a try. No. No. Hey, who ate all my Peels? Go get your Pito's. Amazing taste and sensational crunch. Pito's, junk food without the junk. February is the month of love. So special this month, isn't it? Oh, yes. I heart you, Kajanwa. <laughs> I heart you. KJ. You're my galantine. Thank you, honey. <laughs> You're my galantine, my wifey. Mm-hmm. What else is so special about February is it's my birth month. I will take mm. the month. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hands up. So let's talk love, Lauren. Let's talk love. What are you doing? What are people doing out there? Can you guys share with me what you're doing on the love front? Are you loving on yourselves? Are you loving on someone else? Are you quarantining alone? Or are you quarantining with somebody? Have you met someone new? Are you texting anyone? Sexting anybody? Like. Let's spill the tea on all of that juju because I need to know. And inquiring minds really do want to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. For me, it's been self-love. You know, it really has been a moment to reflect on how can I love myself more? And it's just been kind of those first couple of weeks of the lockdown when we heard about, you know, the pandemic a year ago and we're like, okay, what can we do? Let's have dessert every night. Let's have that extra glass of wine. It's all good. And then a month creeps by and you're like, okay, this is no fun anymore. Like I I don't feel good. (laughs) Exactly. I don't feel feel healthy. So it really has just been a, you know, a rebirth of, of my health and fitness and taking care of myself and loving myself. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, because the thing is, is you can often get into a situation where you're doing the antithesis of self-love. Like, for example, 
we know that Pornhub's rates have been going through the roof, right? If there's Mm. anything that's going to happen during a pandemic, it's like sex, drugs, alcohol, isn't that the holy trio? And Mm. so what happens when you're now getting addicted to any of these three things, it can be problematic and you can get yourself into a bind where you're brain is not wired correctly around it so you're actually doing the opposite of love so what are ways that we can practice self-love like for me a good bath will do me right you know with the with salts in it oh yeah it will do me right so nice yeah Mm -hmm. also i had to order the um the massager from amazon you know, um, I'm sure vibrators have gone way up, right? But mm. also the neck massagers that you wrap around your neck and then you can get like a massager because the massage parlors are not up and running. That's right. How how, how did that work for you, by the way? Did you like that? So I this... actually got one for my brother-in-law. Oh, nice. <laughs> I asked him if he liked it or not. <laughs> he probably hasn't responded because he's busy using it, you know. <laughs> did but... you like it? I did. I did. And I would highly recommend. Mm. And what, what else can we do? Can we talk to people, talk to ourselves, maybe do a workout, something else? What has been like really surprising for me is that I have become addicted to smoothies and like smoothies Mm. with spinach in there and just random things. Like I think I put a beet in my smoothie this morning and applesauce and just really odd things yeah yeah it's it it was it's one of the more weird type smoothies um but it it actually it worked it worked and and I feel like when I don't have my smoothie in the morning now I mean it's been a couple months since I started uh I feel off balance I mean it's like oh I miss my smoothie (laughs) wow It's it's like a nutritious like I think I think of it as my milkshake because mm, I'm hungry I would like tried stuff a beyond meat patty in the smoothie I'm like okay you know I really need <laughs> food um well but, at least it's beyond meat well yeah there you go I mean slight improvements wherever I possibly can but mm-hmm. speaking of beet I mean I want to look beet this summer I don't know about you but I need to travel somewhere and and look Dying. and feel Dying good like travel. that yeah, that is that is self love, that is self love. But I, I've been um, solicited speaking of love by this guy. Okay, he's literally trying to slide into my DMs. I mean, you guys can tell me out there if you're getting people sliding into your DMs. And I've had people slide into my DMs. I don't do dick pics, and I tell people like, first of all, if you're a man. Do not send dick pic on the first meet. We Ew. nobody wants to see that. It's disgusting. Don't do that. Start with hello, you know. Start with flattery. Flattery will always get you everywhere, right? So he starts with flattery, flattery, flattery. And I'm literally debating whether I want to be the MILF that I am and possibly a cougar. Yeah. So <laughs> Oh know. my gosh, that reminds me. Yeah. We okay, so I think it's time for us to talk trash. Let's... Don't let trash pile up in the yard. Oh, that's stinky.
let's talk trash. Let's and talk trash. This, this very thing that you're talking about reminds me of the episode, uh, I think it was last episode of 90 Day Fiance with Stephanie, Stephanie Davis and her, she's the sugar mama yeah. um, with, you know, with her, her boyfriend from the islands. I, I forgot which one exactly it was uh, he's from. Yeah, please. Now, pros and cons to being a sugar mama. What do you, what do you oh, say? Because you're saying that these guys that are DMing you are younger, right? They are. They're younger. He said he wants someone who's more experienced to show him the ropes. He said he wants to learn. You know, and true talk, my mom was saying this years ago, there needs to be like a school for young men to tell them, treat, you know, how to treat a woman how to work with yeah. a woman. So the the cons are, you know, if you're spending a bunch of cash trying to keep your young hot boy toy or whatever you want to keep, call it engaged with you, then that's problematic. I don't think that's self-love. Stephanie's giving him the watches, oh, she's giving him the the PJs, mm-hmm. the t-shirts. You don't want the, that. You name it. He don't want that. He wants the cash. <laughs> he, <wants laughs> he would rather have the cash. And, he looks, and meanwhile, she's going crazy. I mean, this woman is completely bonkers. This lady is talking herself out of a deal. She has flown to Belize to be with the guy and driving herself crazy with her nonsensical internal chatter about why <laughs> she's not good enough and trying to supplement that and garner his affection with gifts. Very insecure. Yeah. Horribly insecure. What a turnoff for the guy, I'm sure. Right. Oh, he's he's in it for the money. He's I mean, in it for I, the I mean money. this is this is my opinion, but it's a, it's a little cringeworthy watching it because you just want to go through the TV and shake her yeah. and be like, "Snap out of it, lady! You're successful. You're beautiful. Yeah, you can find someone a little closer to your age that's successful and beautiful and mm-hmm. make it work." And yet, anyway. I can't turn away. And yet, I cannot. Turn <laughs> the eyeballs away. are glued. <laughs> on the screen i just can't wait to see what happens it's It's just just too good too good and because we can look at it and gossip you know and that's the thing that they say keeps a relationship nice is if you can gossip about somebody else's problem and decide what you would do if you were in that scenario and try and help yourself in the situation but it does come back to how she was raised because i think she said that her father was horribly abusive because he was a bipolar type and she didn't know if she right. if she was loved by him or hated by him. And it just right. goes to show that we have to unfuck ourselves, for lack of a better term, and come to a place where we are finally whole, well, and in a good space with ourselves, you know? Yeah, and not and not be afraid to ask for help if you know that you're in a downward spiral and you have mental issues. The stigma is gone. There right. is no stigma. Exactly. Take care and, of yourself. Ask yeah. for help. There are people there that will help you. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. in Canada, it's all about Bellex Talk Day. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about how you're feeling. Honestly, if you have a good cry, that's great. Do it, mm-hmm. you know? If you feel like you need to lay down and just like watch Netflix or something or just relax and just cry to your best friend, then just do it because you need the release, right? Right. And I don't know how many times I've called you and been like, I'm not in a good space. It happens to all of us. So, hmm. you know, it, it's it's all good. 
speaking of being not in a good faith, I was hoping that we could talk about lockdown love. Yeah, lockdown love. Okay, so lockdown love. How far would you go to win back your ex if he broke up with you just as COVID hit? Like when did COVID hit? March, something around Mm -hmm. there. And then Mm -hmm. you don't know what the hell is going on. Then the guy you're dating, you're madly in love with, you think you're going to get married to the guy. And then he's like not returning your texts, not communicating. And plus you're on lockdown. So how far would you go? This is the film that Emeka and Bideway put together. He's a filmmaker. His films, his last film, Found Dead, got 10.6 million views on it just on Facebook. And he just wants to talk about what women are going through and how they deal and how they get through it. So, whoa, I can't wait to see that. It's coming out Friday on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be I'm good. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to watch it. So excited. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I think we will experience all of the emotions that we go through, right? As people binging, purging, drinking too much, freaking out. But the central piece of this, which I love so much, is that he talks about the Afro dance movement, which is sweeping across the U.S. and Canada Mm. right now, right? Like, you know, all those hot Nigerian beats that we're loving? We love those for a long time, (laughs) for so long. For forever. Like, we love them so much that we want to, like, just break out in a flash mob one time just for fun, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, not one time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And dance is expression. It's so mistrustful of people who say they don't dance or listen to music because something's wrong with you. Oh, I know. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we're, we're a group of dancers. We love to dance. We love to express ourselves. You know, I'm the type of person that if I'm at a grocery store and a hot beat comes on, I don't have any problem shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's part of our soul. So we're just like, all right, okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's <laughs> get you know? Let's go. Let's and, go. And that, that's why this jam, Jerusalem, that yeah. you introduced me to, by the way, such a success. So oh my cool. God. Master KG. Master KG. You know, I think his was like the second most Shazam song ever. It's such a hot track. I get it's chills so listening good. to that song. It's so good. You guys so have good. to look up the Jerusalem Challenge. Everyone's doing it from Transylvania to Sweden to South Africa. Master KG is a South African DJ, by the way. And he put the song together because of the dance, right? Like, remember Macarena was mm-hmm. a huge thing, like, what, 10 years ago? And now mm-hmm. it's all about the Jerusalem. What a hot track. Super hot track. We're going to let you hear a bit of it, right? Yeah. Before we go into that, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to my girl, Jamie Newman. Yeah. Who, yeah. Her show, Love Crack Country, just got a Golden Globe nomination. Oh my God. I Best hope she TV wins. drama. Go girl. Go girl. We love you. Go Go love craft country. Go love craft country. You know, Jamie, Jamie was poised for success from the beginning. So, so much success. No doubt. We're so proud of her. We are. Good. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it with the song. Yeah. Let's do it with the song. Jerusalem up next. All right. Jerusalem, I call me. Kilondoloze, Uhambenami. 
became more convinced than ever, and of course, through the advice of various mentors, that I could create and enhance my wealth by playing in the stock market. So 
what is buying stocks explained? Well, a stock is an investment. When you purchase a company stock, you're purchasing a small piece of that company, which is called a share. Now, investors purchase stocks and companies that they think will go up in value. So if that happens, the company stock increases in value as well. And then the stock can then be sold for a profit. So people like you and me can go ahead and make an investment in a company and watch that stock grow over five years, let's say. So I was mildly skeptical after having been scammed out of this tidy sum of Bitcoin by someone who was purportedly an amazing business person. He seemed legit. And I pushed all my excuses aside finally and took the bait as soon as I heard that opening up an account with Robinhood would automatically grant me free stock. I'll never forget it. We were in Barbados and my mom was like, I heard about this company. It's called Robinhood and they're going to issue you free stock. You just have to open your account. What? Free money? Yes. I didn't care if it was $3, $4, $5. It was just the energy of having income and money and cash flow inbound that I was excited by. And I also wanted to live in my mission of democratizing wealth for people like you and I, for people who, through no fault of your own, maybe through your circumstance or how you were taught about literary finance and uh, financial literacy, that we could change our game. It's what Dr. Edmonds calls shattering fatalism. Fatalism being an idea in which you are born in your circumstance and you cannot come out of that no matter how hard you try. Well, of course, we know the opposite is true. We know that Canadian and American innovation is rife and that people are building. In fact, I think South Korea was named the number one set of people or a place where innovation is top tier with the US actually falling out of number 10. So we know that the gap between finances of blacks and whites is still wide in 2020, as it was in 1968. Imagine that when a run of landmark civil rights legislation had culminating they had culminated in the Fair Housing Act in response to centuries of unequal treatment of African-Americans in nearly every part of society and business. Can you imagine shattering that level of fatalism, knowing that you're born maybe in the ghetto and you don't have a shot? Maybe you come out, you have to sling some crack to get by to make that 20 or 40 because you have to go to the store to feed your kid. In the decades since, white wealth has soared while black wealth has stagnated. And many have pointed out the far larger share of white millionaires as it compares to black millionaires. So there are black millionaires, there are Latino millionaires, there are Asian millionaires, but far fewer than white millionaires. So it's almost like the millionaire class saying, we don't want you guys to rise up, okay? But even among the middle class, the inequities are stark. So maybe that's why it came as a shock that Robin Hood is currently under a ton of investigation. Okay. As Cardi would say that 
It's under scrutiny thanks in part to the stock market frenzy called GameStop and its shares swinging wildly. So the popular trading app was one of the primary tools for individual investors, people like you and me really, who jumped at the chance of purchasing shares of the video game retailer, which shot up, by the way, by more than 14,300%. What? I mean, no wonder they tell you your money can't do anything in the bank for you. So people like you and me, right? We're like investing 100 bucks, 200 bucks, just to see that stock go up 14,300% in the last week, but has since plummeted to less than $100 as of Wednesday's close. But as much as the stock trading app has contributed to the stock gains, it's also drawn flack from users, Wall Street, and the U.S. government for how it handled the activity. Robinhood has played a critical role when a group of Reddit posters saw the opportunity to make money while also giving a jab to Wall Street and hedge funds. However, Robinhood then slowed the stratospheric rise in GameStop and other companies when it restricted users from buying certain stocks. So, of course, they had it set to be short, the hedge fund guys, and they were betting that the company itself would tank, like, say, Blockbuster. So it reversed that decision finally on Friday and posted on its blog about what happened in that stock trading. Well, I had latched onto the Robinhood app and never let go as of a year and a half ago, I can actually see my money. Does that mean I'm going to just pull everything out now? Well, there's something unethical about preventing retail investors from doing what the big boys do. It's money, right? It, is it speech or not? Money is a tool. Investing to send a political message should be protected. And anyone's impeding that participation in the market should be susceptible to legal action. The Robin Hood scandal and surrounding game stock controversy has gotten a whole lot of eyeballs on it. Everyday gamers, the current American presidential administration, everyone in between has some sort of comment on the unfolding situation. But few scenarios like this have drawn such bipartisan criticism, which is becoming increasingly rare in the current polarized political climate. The Robin Hood app has caught flack from politicians on the left, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to bring it back full circle, and the ones on the right, like Ted Cruz, for not letting its users trade GameStop stocks. Rashida Tlaib was quoted saying, you know, we need to have a hearing on this, uh, on the market manipulation. They're blocking the ability to trade to protect. Well, day traders have helped gain stock surge from $17.25 on Jan 4 to highs of 483 this week. So that's a 2,700% rise. But the controversy is ongoing and we'll watch and see what happens. In the meantime, will I stop investing? Hell no. Hell no. Okay, I know what it's like to have $20 left in my bank account, and I ain't going through that shit again. So uh, stay tuned on Pop Goes the Culture. get right into IMI. IMI was just an idea that we came up with to really inspire, motivate, and also inform you guys. So 
throughout this segment, we're just going to be sharing some backstory about why we put this podcast together and some of our motivating reasons for why we wanted to share this with you. Normally, we'd have a guest on, but today it's going to be you and me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. Baby. So Pop Goes the Culture was gifted to us by Dr. Kevin Ross Emery, who had a network at the time. He just came up with the name. Pop Goes the Culture is what he said. And we were like, yes, that's it. Why? Because we want to discuss whatever is in the popular culture. What are you guys feeling, thinking? And maybe these are things that are not currently covered in mainstream media. Okay, so we're not a bunch of cuckoos. We're just really here to talk about what's on your mind and what's on our mind. And we want this to be a place where you can share what you feel, express, emote. And we're going to be sending links out for voicemails so that you guys have an opportunity to tell us what you guys are feeling. Sometimes we'll have contests that we're running. We plan to have a lot of fun this year. I don't know about you, but I'm in the mood for some type of fun. Holiday. Holiday. Maybe we'll. (laughs) Right. With your icon, Madonna, right? Like we always say, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's somebody that you respect in business that has done the right thing and that you want to be like them. It doesn't make sense being jealous, I feel. Hey, Lauren, it doesn't make sense being jealous. Rather, like, garner inspiration from people that you aspire to be like. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not a contest. Let's be comrades. Make it more of a camaraderie. Let's appreciate each other's talents and and work with each other to see what beautiful things maybe we can produce together. Exactly. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that you're a broke artist with a tin can, you know, under a bridge somewhere in Times Square. It just means that you can find ways to reach out to someone who may have the key to unlock what it is that you deeply desire. And I'll give you an example. So in business, we always say to find your mentor, find one person, just one person who can help you. There's a lot of free advice and there's also a lot of bad advice, right? So you do want to be discerning. You don't just want to take anyone's advice, but mentorship is everywhere and it's all around you. It's where you look, right? And I can definitely think of a time where I was feeling very negative. I was very down. I didn't think that I could make a living doing what I loved. I was so stressed out about it. I was pissy every day. And how, you know, that a good business person does not make. So what are examples that you've had in your life where you said, you know what, I need to course correct now. I need to make a change in my life. Happens to everybody happened to me yeah I think that period of time is when you actually were thinking let's do a podcast Eva it was when podcasts were starting you know and people were really paying attention but it didn't have such the hype that it does now exactly and we just said let's talk like we just enjoy each other's company so much and we just talk and we make each other laugh so 
why not just do the podcast? Yeah, and let's I think do the it podcast. was that both of our lives were a little bit eh, not not the best, right? We were trying right. to find our footing and what exactly we wanted to pursue, and just we took a little break, but we're back, you know. <laughs> that we're back and better than ever. You know what? And you know, back then we didn't even have the technology that we have today. You know, there are always advancements. And that's one thing about human beings that I truly appreciate and admire is that there are always ways to build on what wasn't so great before. You see one thing, it was a long time ago that you couldn't hire mm -hmm. a car on your phone. You had to call the taxi, wasn't it? Right. You had to call what would the we taxi. do without Lyft now? Exactly. Exactly. You know, there was a time where you had to book the hotel. And now you can stay at an Airbnb. So things change, things evolve. And ultimately with technology, if we apply it in the right way, things get better with time. And so here we have this awesome anchor app now, which I discovered like during quarantine. I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. Hmm. Right. Hmm. And now we can just go, 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 go. It's going to be exciting. You know, I'm looking forward to having guests on the show. I'm looking forward to having fans on the show. I'm looking forward to sharing music with you. It's such an important part of my life. How about you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We will. We'll, we'll have a lot of we be jamming sessions. Yeah, we will. And we be jamming. We be jamming. We're jamming. Ooh, yeah. You know? We be jamming. Sorry, I like to sing. <laughs> it's so good. I like to sing sporadically. Be yeah, <laughs> we might even come out with a record. You never know. You know. Oh, that's been my lifelong goal, Diva. Let me let me just lifelong. call Randy Jackson. I said, <laughs> <laughs> someone's got his coordinates. Let me call Randy Jackson. How about the time I stood up in front of Canadian Idol to try and like belt out a track? And what came out was a total squeak. I was so terrified in front of those judges. I didn't know what I was doing. God. 70% of us would not even have tried. So more power to you, Dee. Oh, man. That was yeah. brutal. I did not get a ticket to Vegas that day. But, you know, I said to myself, what if not for trying? Because mm -hmm. half of your success will come from literally just showing up. And if you can just honor your commitments, whatever they are, as ridiculous as they sound, you will be that much further ahead, my friends. You know, mm -hmm. we see it with everything. Look how you hooked up with It Feels Good. Your buddy Una Duncan in Toronto started yeah. her company, you know, everything. transforming lives. Yeah. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. she's, she's fabulous. She's got a great book out, um, Healthy as Fuck. And uh, it's really a, a game changer if you take the time to read it. It's amazing. You have it too, huh? You have a copy of that. I do. I mm -hmm. had to get a copy, you know, my fellow Torontonian busting out like that. And she's gotten so much press and energy around her just from the love that she has given to others to help them stay inspired, to live in their best bodies and their best selves, to feel stronger, more anchored, connected to their life. She's fabulous. We'll, we'll have wow. her on the show. I'll ask her. She's, yeah. And, and the thing is, she's passionate about what she does. And yeah. I think if you just have that passion behind any career choice that you decide to go forward with, it's going to make all the difference. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because really, there's no point being a miserable fuck. And I'm just going to say, 
you know, if the children are around, you know, I'm sorry, this is for mature audiences, right? You have to be able to handle the real talk. If you're miserable, it can be seen, heard and felt, Mm. you know, and we've seen misery and we've seen miserable people. Have you experienced that? Like, I, I don't know the last miserable person I've saw, maybe someone like Mitch McConnell is kind of miserable. I think um, a lot of that party. <laughs> Ted, party Ted, Ted Cruz. Miserable. Yeah, uh, misery incarnate. Cheeto himself. Oh, God. Yeah. So many. Um, let's see. The list see, goes on and on. Let's the list goes not- on and on. <laughs> yeah. Let- think of brighter. Yeah. Brighter you know, things. Think, think of it and then purge it. You know, and if you find yourself feeling negative, miserable, happens to everybody, think of it, purge it, relinquish it, and course correct. You know, take a different direction, take a different approach. IMI is really here to inform you, to inspire you, so you have the tools to do better, feel better, be better. You know, we talked about mental health, talking to somebody. We talked about Una's book. We definitely have to have her on the show. And what you can do to kind of start your day off properly, a good shake. You know, maybe we'll discuss recipes for a proper shake and you can let us know if that's working for you. Oh yeah, for sure. We will do that. We will do more. You want to talk a little bit, hopefully about Colin coming Oh, in? Colin. Yes. Yes. I think yes, he'll be our, our first uh, yes. official interviewee. Oh, Colin, Colin. So, you know, coming off the craziness of having been pregnant with my first child and having to move out suddenly from my apartment after being there for 10 years and being completely disoriented, right? They tell you that literally leaving your apartment is like experiencing a death in your life. So those of you who've maybe experienced loss can identify and just not knowing which way to turn, just not having the business that I wanted, the clients that I wanted. I mean, I was chasing clients who couldn't pay a bill. And I was wondering why I was so miserable. And the reason why is because I didn't value or honor myself. Well, I had to find somebody, one mentor that I could reach out to that would help me. And I got back to Toronto, you know, um, set myself up at my parents' home in Toronto. And received an email from Colin Sprake, who runs a event company called MYM. MYM stands for Make Your Mark. And his language just literally spoke to me. I immediately trusted him. And he was offering a three-day intensive at a ballroom in Mississauga. And I just went for it. I was like, I I literally honored that commitment, right? three days. I mean, it's not easy to commit to a three-day event, right? And you can come up with so many excuses, Lauren. Oh, you know, I have something else that day. I have another meeting. No, you have to wipe off everything on your calendar and say, I will commit this three-day opportunity because an opportunity was, and it was free. I would have paid for it, but it was free. But what Colin did so effectively and beautifully is while he had us in that session, it was like, going into a cave for three days. And I learned about my psychology, my mind, my story, all those negative stories I was telling myself over and over. Mm -hmm. And I had to fix that. I had to course correct my friend. You know, we had done some exercises on fear that, you know, if I'm sure if I shared them with you now, you would be incredulous. Physical exercises on fear. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, this is, this is my guy. This is my mentor. You know, this, this is someone I look up to. And Colin had come from South Africa to Canada with an engineering degree and a few bucks to rent his place and figured out in less than two years how to make a couple million and buy a house in BC. He lives on a sprawling estate overlooking the mountains. I'm like, this is, this is a life that I want to have you know, travels, gifts his, his staff with all kinds of presents, mm, you wow. know, gratitude, 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 my friends is the number one thing you can do to help yourself and to climb out of whatever misery you're feeling, however bad, however bad, you know, that you have this life that you're here right now, that you are here to leave your mark, your imprint, Nobody will remember you in a thousand years, probably not a hundred years, but the mark of your legacy will have been left when your body leaves this earth, literally, and people will have remembered what you have done. So it's important, right? It's important and live your best, live your best life, you know, work hard, live your best, achieve your dreams. It's all possible. Yes. On that note, I want to tell you a little bit about NYC Well, talk, text, chat, 24-7. It's about us helping New Yorkers in crisis. I know that everyone, whether you're listening in the States or Canada or abroad, I know you have these online mental health support organizations that can help you. So for NYC, it's 888-692-9355. Again, it's 888-692-9355. You can always get help. Oh, that's beautiful, Lauren. Thank you so much. And with that, we'll see you next time on Pop Goes the Culture.